Welcome to Millennial Mom. I'm your host, Maria Fairfax. Today, my guest is Isaiah Ray Smith, my oldest son, and he is the quintessential millennial. Amazing young man who uh, graduated from high school with honors, played football, is a gamer, works as a manager, takes care of his family, and is an amazing all-around person. Welcome to the show, Isaiah. Thank you for having me, Maria. How are you today? <laughs> You're like Mom Maria. <laughs> That's so cute. I'm doing well. I'm just so excited to interview you. Um, honestly, I know Deja, your, your sister's going to hear this, but you're my first uh, thought that came into the mind when I um, was thinking about developing a podcast. And That's right. Surrounding millennial. Um, maybe it's just because you're the firstborn or maybe just because of the fact that um, I, I, I don't know, Deja and Isaiah went, I mean, Deja and Joshua, the, your, your other two siblings went to college and, um, and you know, that, that kind of lays you on a certain track, but you've had to kind of more find your own way. Right. Um, what is it about finding your own way that you think lends itself to a certain type of um, tenacity as far as being able to still focus on your dreams um, in the midst of life, even though you haven't gone to college? Well, I think, I think for me, it's just been that um, I've learned a kind of a certain ideology where, you know, success isn't a race and everyone has to go at their own pace. And not to say that the answers I seek aren't in college, but um, I, I guess it just came to a point for me where I wasn't really interested in what I was, you know, what I was doing. I was just, you know, going through the motions. And I feel like growing up, um, it was just, you know, I guess the point of, you know, the real world, you know, I feel like it wasn't, uh, how does it say? I guess I was just focused on like, just, you know, as a person that loves video games, I was just focused on, you know, get good grades and then go to school, get good grades and then rinse and repeat. So then when it came to, all right, what do you want to do for the rest of your life? I was just kind of like, wait, what? <laughs> and with that being said, you know, finding, figuring out what you wanted to do, what I wanted to do. Um, it really took some, it took some time and uh, going from job to job and, you know, just trying to figure out you know, it's all about honing in and just believing in yourself. And I think that's a, a very important in terms of finding your own way. That's true. I think, too, that um, also, too, is that believing in yourself. Um, once you start to believe in yourself, that you have that more of a confidence. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, some people, it doesn't, um, believing in yourself doesn't necessarily come easy. I know that as a, as a kid, I wasn't really, uh, I wasn't really aggressive, I'd say. I'd say that I was fairly easygoing. I didn't really want to do to, uh, you know, things, things came pretty easy to me. And, you know, when it came to things that became difficult, I was like, oh, that, that's a little too hard right now. But then, you know, when you're thrust into the world, you're faced to make, you know, certain decisions where, you know, this is your life. And if you don't make your choices, somebody else will. And 
you know, so you have to, it's almost like I had to believe myself or, or else, you know, I don't know, my life wouldn't be my own. Do you think that's because you've had to face adversity in your life? Oh, absolutely. You know, just, just being, you know, from a kid, you know, I remember one story was uh, when I was in sixth grade, um, me and this, me and some kids were throwing paper balls at the late, at the end of ninth period. And I got caught, I got caught throwing paper balls. So, you know, you're taught to teach the, to tell the truth and the truth will set you free. So I just told the teacher, Hey, I wasn't the only one throwing paper balls. This guy and this guy were throwing paper balls with me. They need to get detention too. And, you know, what I thought was poetic justice turns out I was my first lesson in snitching and, you know, my first little lesson of adversity because afterwards they, the kid that I told on, he met me outside and he wanted to fight me. And I didn't want that. I just wanted you to have the tension with me. I didn't, you know, think it would lead up to, up to fighting. But, and luckily for me, I didn't even, the fight, before the fight even barely begun, somebody else stepped in and said, yo, man, the kid doesn't even want to fight. Like, just let it go. And so with that being said, you know, adversity is always around us. And, you know, you either toughen up or, you know, life will, life will hand you a lot of lumps and you'll just be a victim the whole entire time. And, you know, it's funny because then after that, I started doing sports and football and stuff. And that bully, you know, wasn't my bully no more. Yeah, and that's another thing, too, is that we grow up in a society right now where there's a lot of bullying. Do you think it's because now there's not as much of a face to bullying? Like there's cyberbullying and like on social media or do you think it's something that's always been um, always been around, but it's just there's more attention to it now? I feel like bully has always been, you know, bullying has always been prevalent and, you know, the 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 psychological, you know, the psychological mindset of a bully is that they're a victim in themselves. Somebody pushed them around or something in their life, you know, made them feel small. So in order to make themselves feel better, they have to make somebody else feel small. And, you know, the, the, the trick to, you know, to a bully is once you stand up, you know, you suck, you take away all that power from, from the person and therefore they can't, you know, they don't have, a, they don't hold, have a grip on you anymore. But with cyberbullying, it's a lot harder to get, a, you know, it, it's not in the face, you know, it could be in, in under disguise. You could make like a, a fake profile and, uh, you know, have a full blown, a full blown relationship with somebody. And then, you know, you get catfished or you get ghosted or, you know, even, even if someone's like, like a hacker level, they could get to your, your, your credit card information. And it's just, there's multiple levels to cyberbullying that, that you could, you know, you could deal with a, an actual ability. The worst you could get with a bully is, I don't know, get hurt, a couple bumps and bruises, you know, maybe some injuries, you know, I mean, and obviously if the person's bigger than you, I mean, ultimately death, but that's about it. But with cyberbullying, they could mess your whole entire life up to the point where, you know, they're all around you. And, and in a society where you got your cell phone on, you know, someone could spoof your phone and, 
you know, just a whole bunch of like annoying, annoying nuances that you can't necessarily face head on versus a regular buddy. I know. I, I know you've said before that uh, when you decide to have children, you're not going to let them have access to the Internet uh, so freely as you see a lot of children that are young now have. Absolutely. Um, and I still stand by that. Um, I feel like a lot of motor skills are, you know, lost. You know, I, as, being a kid, you know, growing up in the 90s, um, technology was definitely regulated in the household. And uh, I feel like there was, you know, I had a fair amount of time online as I did offline. And I feel like a lot of that is, you know, coming full, you know, coming not to an end, but you don't see as many kids playing out in the street as, you know, as when you used to, um, you know, just kids adventuring. Um, I feel like technology and the outside world do have places to, to you know, to coexist if taught properly i feel like a lot of parents because they're so stressed out here throw an ipad in your hand and you know and for a prime example is that um these girls that are, you know this woman that i work with her daughters have to come with her when she goes to work because she can't find a babysitter and so you know as a result they have ipads but they don't know you know you know the woman she doesn't speak English at all and she doesn't know how to like disable you know certain websites or stuff like that so these kids are free to roam and see whatever they want to see on YouTube and you know they be playing some games that are like rated T or you know and they just laugh at it and it's, and it's you know whatever like almost like they're desensitized to it like oh look at somebody getting hurt on you know her online or oh well whatever or oh this is this scary lady on you know that you know whatever and uh, it's definitely something that ne needs to be regulated and you can't just, you know, it's just a device, you know, and I feel like when parents are stressed out and you got a, you know, an inquisitive kid that's just, oh, I want to play. What's this? What's that? What's that? Shh, I can't, I can't get any peace. I, you know, I can't, I need to relax here. Just look at this. Just, just look at this thing. I know it used to be go outside and play or, color in your coloring book or something like that but now it's throw the computer in front of the child and just let right. them yeah and you don't want society teaching your child no no not at all definitely not now let's just talk about your gaming thing because you're a gamer uh you love anime and who's your favorite video game character uh none other than sonic the hedgehog of course <laughs> did they um i know sonic the hedgehog movie's coming out and uh sonic fans are no joke and oh, they, absolutely, uh, man. We're, they're 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 a, they're a crazy bunch man because we we have like a super love for hot sonic or a super hate for sonic and it, it's just one of those things where you know we'll always come together and the fact that enough people persuaded paramount to completely redesign the sonic <laughs> the sonic uh the character is ridiculous because you don't see that too often in uh in uh in the in the in in hollywood where enough people are petitioned no you need to fix your character before it flops most people no this is this is my movie and this is what you're gonna get versus oh well we don't want this movie to suck maybe we should take some time to 
Yeah, that's amazing. That, um, they released what the character looked like, and there was what was the problem with the character? It just he has it just was a really <laughs> humanoid. Um, didn't really look like something fun. He he had really human teeth. It just looked like he didn't look like the video not, game character, yeah, right? Exactly, and that's not a hard model to 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 create. So the fact that. Uh, the designers thought that that was the course of a uh, the course of action, which I for one would have taken the Sonic movie either way, because that's just the Sonic fanatic I am. You know, any 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 chance that I get to get to consume some Sonic media, I'll take it. And uh, but the fact that you know the studio is just like, hey, we're gonna redesign, um, redesign Sonic because you know we heard we, the fans have spoken. That's pretty awesome, but I was concerned that um, that the animators were going to have to be on like a crunch because initially it was supposed to come out holiday of this year, but it's been pushed back to February. And I'm glad because as much as I love Sonic, I wouldn't want people to have to work overtime because a crazy fan base made you <laughs> made you bust your butt. <laughs> but I guess if they uh, make the money off of that, it'll be worth it, right? Uh, of course, of course. So you want to, speaking of video games, you want to pursue a career in, what would you like to do as far as um, video games are concerned? Well, I loved playing them. And uh, I would love to, in a, you know, in the age where anybody with a camera and a dream could become famous, uh, I would like to someday stream and play, you know, just, just have people watch me play video games more or less. And, um, Obviously, I need to build on the on the brand because uh, I feel like it definitely should have just more than just, uh, hey, guys, it's me again. I'm playing video games because those guys are a dime a dozen. And uh, I have to – I feel like I just have to make time for it. I have to put a lot of work into it. But uh, I need that green. I need some money to get through it. And uh, That's the thing I admire about you is that in spite of having your dreams, you still – take care of your responsibilities. Oh yeah. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm a realist as much as I, I live in the world of fantasy and make believe I, I'm very real about, you know, how I, how I go about, uh, how do I go about things? Um, what does it say? Uh, I actually, I, you know, put my smash brothers comp competing on, on, uh, on hold for a bit because, I got a second job making pipes and oh, uh, gotcha. Okay. So, um, I'm not competing as of right now. There's plenty of other characters that are yet to be announced in smash brothers. So, uh, I'm sure I'll return at one point, but who's to say, honestly, but I know I just, I need some, some money, man. <laughs> <laughs> I get that. That's it. And it's always a balance too. And, like you said, you started out the podcast saying that it's not a competition. It's not a, you're in it for the long game. Right, exactly. It's a marathon. It's definitely not a sprint. And I think that's with life too, is that um, you can't dictate. You can only, you can only, um, there are certain things in life that you can't control and there are things that you can control. And you know, it's like the serenity, serenity prayer. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, 
the courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. And it's the wisdom. You know, right now at this phase in your life, there's other priorities that are more important. But then you know that at the same time you hold on to that dream. But then there's people that have those dreams and it lets, they let it drive them crazy that they can't do what they want to do at the time. Like, how do, you, how do you manage to have such a level head about it? Because I see people all the time who they have this dream or they want to do something and because they can't do what they want to do, it, it makes them nuts. Like they really don't, they're like, they don't have a balanced lifestyle. They're doing drugs. They're not handling their business as far as their family. What keeps you level? You know, and I'd be lying if I said that I didn't have moments like that where I was just like, what's the point? You know, I'm busting my behind way too hard for this. Like, you know, what is, what, what, you know, why, why, why? But, you know, when, when, I, when, it, when I find myself in that way of thinking, I look inward and I strongly believe in, you know, and, you know, their inner energy and, you know, everything that you have in life is a result of yourself. And I have no one, you know, you have no one to blame but yourself for where you are in life and what happened. And, you know, I don't regret anything that I've done. Uh, I could have definitely done a lot of things differently and more efficiently. But I don't, I don't dwell on it because the past is the past. Tomorrow is not here and all I have is the moment. And, you know, this is all temporary. So whatever suffering that, you know, you may be enduring, it's only temporary. And I just, I just keep on pushing. And, you know, I just think of, you know, there's people out there that, you know, that think about me, you know, that care about me. So I, 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 I use that as motivation too. you know, definitely having my girlfriend living with me is definitely, you know, a reason to not give up. And so just got to, uh, what is it? Roll with the punches. That's the way. <laughs> I hear that. Well, Isaiah, thank you so much for taking the time to share us your insights. Oh, absolutely. About living. Yes. And you're definitely in a millennial that to watch. And where can um, people that are interested find you or see you playing live or, or follow you? Um, I'm not really posting too much as of right now, but you could follow me on Twitter at Invader Dojo Zay, uh, capital I, capital D, capital Z. And uh, yes, Invader Dojo Zay. And that's where I'll be posting <laughs> things about my life and, you know, just random memes and Sonic the Hedgehog and anime stuff. All right. Well, thank you, Zay, for spending some time with us at Millennial Mom. I hope you come back soon and uh, good luck with all your endeavors. You as well, Maria. Thank you, mom. Love you. All right. Love you too. Good. Bye. Bye-bye.